0: Welcome to the My Old oh Man Said podcast, I'm David Michael, the editor of Said.com, and your host joining me to dissect through another inept home performance, uh, Mr. Chris Bud, Mr. Phil Shaw, welcome back. Hello, how are you? Hello. Hello, I, uh, I've i just moved uh, place, uh, I've got allergies to this new place so I can't hear myself speak, so yet again uh, I am noisiated. <laughs> noisy I like it. That's even a word. So uh, I don't need to ask how you guys were. I, uh, I was reading your tweets, Mr. Chris Budd. Mr. Chris Bud's on the rampage. Uh, ooh. Funny thing is, I uh, just now, before the show, I thought, oh, I'll pull up Chris Budd's tweets just so I can read them off. And so I looked at the first one. And it said, observation bank holidays are mainly respected by people who are employed, not the self-employed and business owners and then i looked up to another one music suggestion if you love soul and pop check out chairman of the board a compilation salute to the general in a good place to start and i was thinking oh, this sounds a bit weird and then uh, realized it wasn't it wasn't <laughs> the chris but it was another chris but, <laughs> <laughs> <What a wanker. laughs> but living kind of similar lives it's not I quite think. me but just you know he says next goal wins like all the best documentaries it's not about what it's about which is football. I was like, What's, what the hell is he talking <laughs> about? He said,
4: you, you're about to, you were
0: writing a text, <laughs> text message. To go, Are you okay? <laughs> you're all right, Chris Bud. Anyway, uh, and then I realized uh, that I switched, uh, but unfortunately, it didn't get much better. Gone by international break was one tweet. I don't know what he's talking about there. Mm. Could he be talking about Gerard? Might have been. The fans don't believe in what they're seeing. The players don't believe the plan. Well, I've said they that play within the themselves. And if they make a mistake, he throws them under the bus publicly, mainly because he can't coach them to do better. Borrow time. Dun, dun, dun. Was that hashtag borrow time or just borrowed time? Should have been. Oh. Missed, yeah. opp- missed, missed opportunity on the hashtag. Yeah, sorry. There. And continual improvement. Don't. What else has he been saying? Over to you, Messrs. Perslo, Suarez, and Edens. Continual improvement, huh? Mm. So, uh, big fella Gerard, Mr. Bud.
4: I was angry I mean I was very, I've been very it's been a pretty uh, challenging few days so I didn't really need Villa playing like that on Sunday so I was like fuck this <laughs> and then went and then went to Leicester and played a gig which was um, yeah
0: <laughs> step away from the Twitter in times of uh, reflection I'm not a good tired person <laughs> What's Phil Shaw been saying? Maybe we can find an alter ego for him uh, as well. don't think so. Right, uh, coming up in the show, we'll go through all the latest Villa news, as usual the three points, media muppets, and uh, get into uh, the current state of play at Villa Park. We'll keep this one short because uh, we'll just be repeating ourselves uh, and the Arsenal games coming up on Wednesday. So uh, we'll do a show after that. Uh, a- uh, if there's any developments, uh, obviously with the transfer window, ex- etc., we can uh, get more into it then, rather than uh, this show being outdated uh, quickly. Shall we uh, discuss what my allergies are, or uh, get into the Villa News? Oh, I mean, what are your allergies? <laughs> I think that's every- everything.
4: <laughs> well, there you go then, done. Villa News it is then.
0: Cats, dust, Villa Park, Birmingham... Life, maybe Gerard. We'll have to go to an allergist and test for uh, the Stephen Gerard uh, strain, just in case. Oh, harsh! On with the Villa news. There was a FCG meeting. Uh, I think I will spread that over to the next show when I can actually hear myself speak uh, so I can be a bit more coherent uh, one thing uh, I will say is that Gerard was looking to organize a preseason friendly within that uh, November December window when the World Cup is on that seems to be uh, what has uh, evolved into uh, Peter Whittingham's uh, like a tribute game to him when Villa play Cardiff also talk of a mid-season uh, break, uh, p- potentially in Europe. But uh, we shall see. Uh, I think Gerard needs a few points on the board before uh, they'll allow him on the plane for a uh, European... Like I say uh, He can
4: go and have a break in Europe <laughs> if he wants, but the team won't <laughs> be going with him.
0: Yeah, he'll, he'll either be going on his own or he'll be going with the rest of the team. Or uh, he'll be going with see. the
4: ITV team to the Middle East.
0: Yeah, he might He might be uh, working as a pundit in the... Qatar, that is uh, another option there. But uh, stay tuned for that as news comes out, but uh, it seems that the first friendly, uh, which is really a friendly for that uh, mid-season break, has been uh, selected. Uh, Meanwhile, uh, El Ghazi looks like he's got his way out of uh, the meltdown (laughs) as uh, he looks set to return to Holland to uh, PSV for uh, around 2.5 million euros plus add-ons. That penalty bonus. Yeah, pretty much, I think. It's probably a million a penalty. Uh, George Bertang is uh set to leave the club, is he not? Yeah, he's going
4: to be the assistant at Ghana.
0: In relation to the World Cup?
4: I believe so, yeah. They're, they're a pretty
0: good side, aren't they, Ghana? Well, uh,
4: that's yeah. why he's
5: going, That's why he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> is there a fire drill or something, Philip Park? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: Uh, Nathan Baker has uh, been forced to retire at age 31 after, well, it says double concussion here, but I think multiple concussions, uh, judging by his Villa career anyway.
4: Yeah, he's been like a... I think what's it called? Did you call it a kamikaze defender. I think he was called at one point. He's Very much yeah, body on the ha- line type defender. So he's going to take bumps and bruises. And some of the injuries he had at Villa were... he was he must just be battered, would not he?
0: As, as we, you know, as I always used to say on the on the podcast, he was somebody whose kind of lack of reading the game he would overcompensate and make up for with his kamikaze approach. But. Uh, You know, if he read the game better, probably wouldn't have uh, had to dive in as much. But still, I mean, there was a player there. I think it was all down to uh, just reading the game better. I think simple as that. We had a consultation about the uh, the the crest. As I said, I'll I'll save that to uh, the next show. Uh, We also talked about the uh, expansion of Villa Park. Update on that. Uh, You know, between the lines, uh, there is growing concerns over the. uh, Say the macroeconomic uh, climate within the construction industry, but uh, more of that uh, in, in a future show. Well, uh, Aston Villa's uh, senior team is a concern. Uh, it's not going too well in all other departments, uh, is it? The under twenty ones uh, are struggling to find uh, a win, which yeah. uh, the academy has had a lot of money pumped into it.
4: All the best players are out on loan, aren't they? Which I suppose means the system short term's working, but you want to have a conveyor belt of the next lot coming through.
0: Yeah. Uh, meanwhile. The Villa women are having a bit of a stuttering uh, preseason. They've r- lost uh, their re- recent preseason three two to Reading uh, after returning back from Spain, where uh, they took a bit of a thumping from Diego Carlos's uh, ex team, uh, Sevilla. I don't know if that was part of the deal. Six one. They'll be aiming for mid table, won't they? That will be their uh, remit yeah. this season. Yeah, team improvement, David. Indeed. Right, time for medium pets. <laughs>
5: The Phil, what's festering in the trough this week? Well, this was a piece written before the West Ham game. It was a piece from a website called The Sportsman, written by their site manager, Chris Foulkes. It's not so much a defence of Stephen Gerrard as it is a hatchet job on Villa fans from an ex-Man United correspondent and talk sport producer. Now, he starts off in his first paragraph. Many Aston Villa fans were against Stephen Gerrard before he even walked in the door, just as they had been opponents of Dean Smith and the job he had done. So that was, that was the first thing, it sort of me prick my ears up there. So Villa fans against Dean Smith. I really should have stopped reading there.
0: Well, I don't, I don't think we're necessarily against Gerrard either. That's uh, it was always one of those things. If it went wrong, then uh, the old tribalism against uh, Liverpool and Gerrard would come out. But uh, at the time it was like, wow,
5: it was more of a surprise, I think. Uh-huh. But no, Mr. Vokes goes on and he goes, and weren't these, the, the, these group of fans guilty of hounding Steve Bruce cabbage and all, until he was sacked for, and I hate when people do this. Put Sorry, inver- who is this person? I, I, I was just <laughs> letting you get on with it. Now now it's getting personal. Yeah, I know. I hate it when people do this. They put an in inverted commas, checks notes, taking the financially troubled club to a playoff final. Now, oh, we were all there, we were all there at the time. We know what actually happened, so we'll just carry on. So it's a piece just full of red flags like this. The club's notoriously impatient fan base might do well to remember they're in 2022, not 1982. Oh, And finally... So far, Jared has taken 38 Premier League points in 30 games as a manager. That averages 48 points a season. A total Villa have only beaten once under Dean Smith in 2020-21 season. He goes, this is by no means an example of somebody failing to meet realistic expectations. Rather, it smacks of a group of supporters struggling to come to terms with the reality of modern day football. Well, That's
0: interesting because, you know, I have these fan consultation group meetings and that's where they tell you where they've budgeted for to finish. And it's, you know, it's always been eighth and above the last couple of seasons and then uh, you have the players in interviews saying oh yeah top seven top eight and this is a regular occurrence so uh certainly all the fans are looking for is probably top 10 and uh, that's too much is it modern day football anyway continue
5: yes but I, he finally comes up with a line that i agree with in it he goes if gerard is still in charge at the end of the season and villa finish 11th that would be commendable progress well at the minute i'd say it'd be a miracle. But anyway. Considering the amount of gambling ads on the sportsman website, I'd love to know what the odds on that actually are. He's worked hard on that line, Chris Budd, hasn't he? He's grafted it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Spent a, <laughs> a lot of gambling time on the shining ground. <laughs> don't, don't know what the odds are on that. Boom, boom. Doesn't like interruptions in his medium up it. It just short-circuits him. It's like my villain, minute. <laughs> it? <laughs> yeah, this this is just somebody who doesn't know what they're talking about. Who is it? It's it's. A, I take it it's a no-name but on a clickbait site. Yeah, that's exactly it. I mean...
5: Well, and no more no-names. Name Get rid it, of them. It's a, it's a verified site, so it has the air of um, you know Ver- Verified by who? By Twitter, so it is... Yeah, this, it's, 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 no, no, it's,
0: not verified by my own men said, though. Which that just is, means you know, they've the, got um, numbers. That
4: doesn't mean shit.
0: That's the golden seal of a verification, is if we give you the thumbs up. Uh, looking at, a
4: golden seal of approval is if you're not in Media Muppets, to be looking honest. Looking at
0: there. the list, there's nobody on it, though. That's the problem. <laughs> Nobody's been verified yet. We've well, only just introduced it, anyway. Uh, literally five seconds ago. So we'll see. <laughs> we'll see how that verification gold standard uh, goes along. Right, uh, three points. I, mean, I-, I was sitting there at Villa Park, sitting there. I don't know, twenty minutes in, and I'm just thinking these pe- these players are getting bought for millions and millions. They get paid millions and millions across the, the season, and this is the standard. It's 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 it's, it's just balmy. It's insane. Meanwhile. Uh, Non-league clubs uh, are actually considering staging their games earlier. This is a contrast to avoid floodlight costs because of the obviously the escalating energy uh, bill costs. Which league is this in?
5: Phil? It's it's main league. It's the seventh and the eighth tier of the, the football pyramid. But you can, I could definitely see this going higher. You could see this, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, I know there's the tradition of three o'clock, but I mean, club survival over traditions, probably it's going to trump it.
0: So no more under the lights for these boys? No, not at all.
5: So what about night games? Are they going to move them? Well, I think at this level, most of the games would have been three o'clock on a Saturday afternoon. All oh, right, so um, it's
0: just moving those afternoon fixtures yeah. like to
5: midday. Yeah. That makes sense, I think no it's a nice common sense approach to adversity uh
0: point number two uh, a law change in uh, investing in brazilian football has led to uh, a spate of international money coming into the game as it seeks to rival european club leagues i think they're basically going to restructure the leagues aren't they to create a league which is essentially uh, the premier league for brazil
5: it is that's what they're doing because the law change just well they say it at the report said it coincided with an agreement last May by Brazil's largest clubs to create a league modelled on the Premier League. But, I mean, they knew the law of change was happening, so they don't make a decision like that. and It just happens to fall so nicely into place. So now that the kind of investment can come in, you could see the Brazilian... They have a long way to go to catch up with the Premier League, but you could see the Brazilian League becoming a bit of a bit of a force in trying to keep some of their players in Brazil rather than shipping them out. I can't see
0: this rivaling the Premier League at all. No chance.
5: Globally, of course, because of where they are, just
4: in terms of time zones, the Premier League works because it's kind of on the centre, the centre axis. So it means that the global audience can can fit it into their broadcast schedules and stuff. Brazil's behind the biggest what audience. If,
0: I mean, if they can increase the, uh, the revenue streams for TV in Brazil, I mean, and... Uh, first of all get more interested in south america you might have a scenario where you're not selling off young players to like you know in the recent years it's been like uh, the russian league uh, the chinese league etc so, like your second tier of Brazilian talent has been going to these kind of leagues, and then they, if they make it, then they kind of come to the European leagues. So, uh, I don't know, uh, but it's not going to, it's not going to stop Brazilian top Brazilian players going to the likes of Barcelona or Manchester City or whatever. The the, the, the
4: disparity in the wages, I have no idea what it is, but I can imagine it's pretty staggering.
0: Yeah, it's astronomical.
4: So it's kind of sharp. like. That's, there's a reason why guys go back to Brazil to finish their career out of sort of sentimentality, but Europe's the place to be. Yeah, even in the kind of the you know the secondary
0: second tier leagues and stuff. Point number three: a former schoolboy footballer has uh, lived with the guilt for fifty years of scoring a unfair equaliser in the local derby that he was in. Was it a schoolboy game? This. It was was Primary school level. Back in 1972, Graham Jones, a former Royal Navy training instructor, admitted shoving a goalkeeper with his hands
5: on the ball five yards out over the goal line to win a draw for Gayton Primary School. Sounds good, doesn't it? The goalkeeper catches the ball and he shoves him over the line with everything, a bit like uh, Peter McParland.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, exactly. Villa Manchester United uh, FA Cup final. So he organised this uh, charity match. He did. His neighbour Between who? The same
5: schools? The same two schools. His neighbour apparently played for the opposition school and you know he only said them, you know, that he still carried a grudge to this day about it. So this they, they decided to organise a charity match to raise funds for the two schools and In the end, the charity match finished 6-2 to the opposition school, so he could say justice was done. Until they found out that somebody had robbed all the proceeds.
0: Bizarre. I I could sleep with that. That's called shithousery. If only he'd learnt that term, he would uh, rest easy at night. (laughs) uh before we go on i want to say a big shout out to uh, the new my own man said members for joining us and helping support the show and getting access to uh, ad free versions of the podcast extra shows and also membership of match club uh, thank you very much to uh, andy ellison for signing up and then also to uh, annual mem- annual members steve bunn Jan gilfoyle and richard but Whistle, if you sign up as a uh, annual subscriber, you get 10% off, which is just over a month's free. So please go to uh, com and click on the membership link and join us. It's the only way you're going to get through uh, these next few weeks and months. That's all I'm going to say. Therapy to the masses. <laughs> right, West Ham, coming into this game... Three games of the season gone. The only team yet to create a clear cut goal scoring opportunity in the Premier League after those three games. Why, but why, but do we are we foolish enough in our uh, mom's mum's pool panel result in the something for the weekend show? I mean I you know, I went for a draw, you went for the home win.
4: I mean would it deserved to have be been a draw.
0: It was obvious what was gonna happen.
4: Well, you know, we don't want people thinking we're negative, do we? <laughs>
0: At least uh, we we, we couldn't call us liars. No, true. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding ourselves. Yeah, lying no, with to about ourselves. What, an hour gone, you could sort of see how
4: the game was potentially going to go. And we're to be honest, when McGinn McGin, McGin, uh, McGin slipped over and whoa, whoa, went through, Whoa, whoa,
0: thought... whoa, whoa, whoa. Five minutes, my friend, five minutes. <laughs> there was a kid across from me, he was watching the Grand Prix on his phone after five minutes. Which is a masterstroke in itself, getting signal that good. Uh, we, we were looking at each other going, wow. <laughs> you, you know, you whatever, whoever pays his ticket, whatever, he's watching the Grand Prix, but... This is. I mean, you could just judge the game on what he was doing. After about 25 minutes, I look over my shoulder. Obviously not much happening on the pitch, so I'm looking for distraction as well. He's watching the highlights of Manchester City versus Crystal Palace, <laughs> which you can watch any time. <laughs> but he'd rather watch that than watch his own team live in a good seat, you know, great view. Rather watch Crystal Palace, Manchester City highlights on his phone. It was brilliant. That sums it up.
1: Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first.
2: ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. Ready
1: to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN.
3: Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order mug delivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
0: Uh, then I saw you, Chris, at halftime and uh, you just knew that... Uh, I couldn't believe West Ham first half. I just couldn't believe how poor they were, how, how they had zero they were, ambition. They were as passive as Everton were. And, Everton and how much first. respect they gave Villa yeah. And it was one of those where I said to you, Chris, uh, Moyes is going to say, "Oh, hang on a minute, uh, they're not as good as we thought they were. We've set up here to uh, defend our asses off to try to get a point from this game." Uh, and then he made that switch. I think because they were defending like five at the back at times, yeah. And then they switched it just to. I think did they bring uh, Rama on?
4: Yes. Yeah. yeah.
0: Just to uh, that was uh, that was literally at half time. I mean, they made the. They made the switch at half time because they thought, ah, we can get at
4: these. Well, the right back was it Johnson? He went off injured yeah. anyway, so they obviously sort of shuffled. That was kind game.
0: of midway in the first yeah. half. Yeah, but they—it was just a, a lot of teams, you know, are going to discover that, like ah. But I mean, they won't because they'll after seeing our first couple of home games, they'll, they'll be right, right. We don't have to be cautious here. Yes, you look at the Villa team sheet and it's like, oh shit, you know we're gonna it's going to be a difficult day at the office today. But actually, this is not how it's panning out.
5: No. Not at all.
4: Again, so narrow. Trying to pass the ball through the eye of the needle, funnily enough. We're probably going to talk about the same issues we've been talking about for the last six months on the podcast, yeah. but yes, we are going to talk about them again.
0: Players standing on each other's feet at times. Yeah. It's not just taking free kicks now, bouncing off each other. It's actually uh, while they're playing. They run around, linked
5: arms. It's brilliant. They don't know where they're meant to be, do they? No. No. I mean, you're, you're wor- you worry about the podcast dating quickly. The podcast is evergreen this season because it's the same <laughs> it thing you say every season. time.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I think I'll just, uh, I'll dig out some of the
5: old Steve Bruce ones and just change the names and just put them out again. I mean, there's a, usually after a game, there's the, the average position map of the players. You look at this one and it looks like Villa are playing with 10 men because you can't see Ollie Watkins because they've, they've decided to give Coutinho presence and the two of them are the same circle they're that close to each other than the average possessions. I mean, you, you just don't, what are they doing? It's got to that stage where you're just going, what are they doing? And Danny Wings spending more
0: time on the wing. And, and Danny Wings isn't a winger. And the end game is, when you're on the wing, you better be cr- crossing it in for Danny Ings, and he's not there.
4: And as we know, Danny Ings is not like, uh, who was it? It was the thingy rabbit, wasn't it? The scene in, uh, when he's playing baseball and he plays all the... Uh... He plays all the positions on the field. Bugs Bunny. He's, he's, he's not like that, yeah. Bugs Bunny. Bugs Bunny. Yeah,
0: it's <laughs> a bit of a left field reference. Ah, you're welcome.
4: I thought someone's got to liven in the fucking game up because that was truly one, one of the worst first halves of football I've seen at Villa Park
0: in a long time. It was, uh, it was horrendous to bland. watch. I mean, I, I mentioned earlier on. I, you know, I was sitting there, kind of zoning out, thinking, how do these players? How are they bought for millions? And how do clubs pass this off as entertainment? and then charge you increase the t- you know season ticket prices and tell you it's a premium product, and you know, you buy this kit that was just stinks of failure, and you know, that's uh, 14% added onto the cost of that as well. It is mind-boggling. I mean, I'm, I'm, I, you know, I was thinking, transport me off to America, and you know, let my season ticket go to watch the basketball or something, because that's normally uh, end-to-end excitement at least. It's a weird culture
5: we've been suckered into here. If you go back to Engs going under the wing again, we'll say before that you want somebody to take the game by the scruff of the neck, at it's almost as if nobody else is doing it. So any of the players that are slightly older with a, a bit of wit think right, I'm gonna have to do this, I'm gonna have to do this, I'm gonna have to do this, and that's why they all end up in the same place. It's there's an a lack of like an overarching plan to put them in yeah. the right place. Yeah. I mean that that
0: game convinced me it's on Gerard. I mean, you know, obviously uh he's number one suspect because uh we've always said it looks good on paper it's just when it gets onto the grass that it all f- falls apart but there I mean that was a game where I think you know you and I sitting in that West Ham. if we were just given that uh, West Ham team and they were pre-programmed tactics for the first half and we got in at half time we, we would know what adjustments to make to win the game it was that obvious while Gerard uh, I don't know what he was quite doing if in anything. the first half and then uh, the game opened up obviously because of that goal but West Ham had decided to uh, be a bit more bold just for you know
5: evidences there from the switches they made mm. it's not just Jared as well I mean Critchley's only in but I mean I, I never I'm sure his Blackpool team didn't exactly line up with three players standing on top of each other up front uh, so w- where's the dissent and voice I mean the Scouse course instead of the Greek course what's is there anybody saying like anything against him as to yeah. say, you know, th- th- there should be. I mean, is it too many yes men? Is this is this the problem?
0: You know, Gary McAllister. What's his role uh, in this setup? I think Nanny McPhee probably just you know sits on the. He's obviously not allowed input uh, during the game in terms of to change that overall tactical picture. So it's got to be uh, the number two. Although I think he sit, he holds court with McAllister through the game, doesn't he, Gerard?
4: But yeah. I mean, McPhee was probably uh, gutted, actually, obviously, with the disallowed goal very early on. He was thinking, oh, yes, my textbook near post corner flick on and tapping at the back post that nobody's ever seen before in football. Hmm. That nearly came good, didn't it? That was a groundbreaking piece of set-piece play.
0: I'm looking at uh, McGinn's stats here, and it says passing percentage 89%. I I didn't see him complete one pass.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Second half, he had a lot of ball, to be fair. He he kind of made up for it in the second half, didn't he, when he went out to the right? Because it was just lots of short little... Ticky tacky passes, but
0: I think he had ninety-one touches. Only Lucas Dean with a hundred had more. Yeah. But there was there was five or six passes almost consecutively that went to the opposition. It's, it was just so reckless.
4: He looks like a, just a shadow of himself, like a real broken man. It's such a shame.
0: Because Coutinho, I mean, the, the pass percentage across the uh, the team actually wasn't very uh, impressive for Coutinho, like 78%. Buendia, when he came on, 72%. But if you were going to say anybody was in the 60s, 70s, if you're going to ask me uh, the first name I would come out with, McGinn. So his stats actually were better. But that just shows you that stats mean bugger all. Uh, yep. Eyeballs are more important because, you know, he had a, a torrid time.
4: Yeah, I mean, whereas actually, I thought Kamara again, what wasn't too bad, sort of just steady in terms yeah. of what we needed in that position. We've actually kind of got it. You've got to give a bit of credit in that sense, but it's the guys around him. He must be thinking, "Fucking hell, I could have stayed in the south of France."
0: Yeah, because he kind of plays in cruise control, doesn't he? He yeah. uh, he plays at the same tempo. He is what he is. He uh, does and his he's job. Not, he's not really going to dictate you doing anything extra up front but you know let's i want to see him against arsenal and manchester city uh that, that'll be interesting because he's going to have to uh, get down a bit more and uh, get his you know get his foot in a bit more there He won't be able to just cruise and shadow players. Well, we saw what you know what Palace did when they just got on top of him. Yeah,
4: well, they got on top of all the midfield, but uh, and then bypassed it. But um, it was concerning. Considering you know, I remember last season we were sort of not salivating, but we were very much praising Suchek and Rice, who were excellent in that game. I thought they both had quite quiet games, but Rice is just so controlled and so steady.
5: In his position for West Ham, that you kind of think, well, you didn't have to be at his very best. It's just he, he just knows what to do. I mean, it's it's even if he's having a bad game, it's looking at himself and like, oh, probably like, oh, I'm having a quiet game. West Ham, we're we're having a quiet game, but but look at this Villa team. It's just a case of right, we'll just wait. We'll wait until something changes. We don't. We'll we'll try and force it a bit, which they did. But as soon as they, they got their it opened up for them, just right. That's it. Game over.
0: It was almost like they were waiting for West Ham to score. A few people have pinpointed that uh, when Douglas Louise Came off. Uh, I mean, he made a double substitution on the sixty-sixth minute. Louise and Coutinho, Bundeer and Ramsey came on, and uh, we seemed to lose uh, a certain amount of control of the midfield. I mean, we weren't actually doing much with it, but in the first half, we large, largely controlled the game. But it was a bit pedestrian when we got to the edge of their eighteen-yard box. But do you think Louise coming off uh, was a sh- was a shifter? But I th- I, th- I just thought there was an air of inevitability about
5: this game. Uh, there was before but I mean, any subs. The thing about Louise was. It was almost as if when, when Louise was in there, the two midfields were matched up man-to-man, so it was almost like it was cancelling each other out. If you're going to take Louise out, you, you'd have had to bring on a rugbunum or something like that. You would have had to have a like-for-like swap because bringing on Ramsey and Wendy, Ramsey's too high. I mean, we've said before, it, it shouldn't be Ramsey and McGinn at any time. It should be Ramsey or McGinn. It's these combinations.
0: I think you made that switch just to force the issue more.
5: He tried
4: to. I mean, him and him and Buendia got on the ball and tried to drive forward. It was just largely ineffective. Yeah, which, it definitely was wasn't a like sometimes. for
0: like swap. It was. It was. Yeah, obviously, seeing what West Ham were coming forward a bit more, so it opened opened them up more for let's say Ramsey surging at them, which he did a you know a couple of times, but just ran into a sea of people because there was no real intelligent running off the ball uh, supporting him really. Movement in general was bad. Well, yeah, they game. don't know where they're going.
4: Wait, well, if it feels like a rudderless ship. And I've, as you said, as I tweeted, it, it just—I'm getting bored of saying it. They just look like a team who don't believe the plan they're being given now. Whether that's the cliche phrase is always oh, lost the change of room or whatever, but he's giving them a plan during the week, and they're going over the white line. There's another cliche, and they're not either either capable of executing his plan, or they just think, well, we can't do this, we can't do what he's asking us to do, and he doesn't have the minerals to say okay my plan isn't working i'm gonna to have to find a different way which weirdly when he first came in you know in that run of games with brighton palace etc he kind of it seemed like they were much more simple just let's be really solid and we know we've got the firepower to hurt teams which let's be frank on paper a lot of villas front four would probably get in most squads by the top two
0: yeah let's say top four uh... Just to be uh, less controversial, yeah. But uh, people, yeah, people say uh, like, a lack of creativity. Like the players are there for, for more that, than enough. we got. You got like uh, Buendia and, uh, and we Coutinho. saw it last year.
4: At times, when they, you know, when it, when it, when they click, they can pull anyone apart. Yeah, You don't go tuning up at Man City in a game that Man City had to win because you're crap players. Well, against Inu, Leeds
0: at Villa Park, they were sublime just, just, at times yep. bef- before they gave it away.
4: Southampton, there, there were moments, yep. too few, frankly, and in very short spurts of games, but they showed that they can do it. it means they're good players. Yeah. So it's kind of like, well, it's on, it's on your system, it's on your plan, it's whether the players a bit of belief. There's definitely a lack of confidence. They're definitely playing within themselves because I think, again, as I tweeted, if they make an error... They're either going to be out of the team or they're going to get hammered publicly by the manager who seems to have a knack of throwing people under the bus. I mean, blaming it, it's the player's fault. I'm not telling him to play like this. Well, clearly you're not, but you know, top managers stand up, they front up, and go, "Well, this is on me." He's a bolshy fucker, any in the press because he knows well, he's, he's not, It pressure. wasn't
0: in his last couple of interviews because he was twitching his uh, earlobe, he was uh, scratching the back of his neck. It, it, it was like, "Whoa, this is like somebody who's really is suffering anxiety yep. now because he, he didn't like getting booed off." I don't think, and the pressure's there. It's it he was a different man in his post-match. Well, you know.
4: this is alien to him, isn't it? He's not used to losing like chronic losses of form as a player
0: consistently yeah, yeah.
4: and he's, he's just this is this is new territory to him
0: uh, I mean bringing on Archer in injury time that was a bit of a waste of time uh, I mean they'd gone down on the 74th minute I would have brought him on 10 minutes to go was pretty desperate to put him on uh, in injury time it's like uh, considering uh, actually you'd
4: be fairly confident if he had a chance or a half chance you'd kind of fancy him to at least work the goalkeeper which we hadn't done yeah Really, all game.
0: We didn't miss out on Conza's, uh disallowed goal. The ball actually—I didn't know what actually happened. I just presumed uh, it was offside or something. But then no, it was from it, a corner. But the ball
5: actually went out, didn't it? I haven't seen the replay. Yeah, the ball barely just went out. It was clearly over the line. But it went out before coming back in. It was actually a very good ball in, but then I mean we haven't seen many deliveries in from him from a set piece, and uh, I think Coutinho headed it off the post and it came to console to tap in. But it looked, you know, it was to the naked eye he went, oh, that's tight to the line, that's a good ball. But no. if that stood, that would have got us a point because uh, I can't, I couldn't see. I think West Ham would
0: have been. By the looks of them, would have been happy with a point uh, going into this game. So that was uh, yeah, unfortunate. That's the
4: thing. We're not. It certainly wasn't like the game last year where we deserved. It. We got spanked. It was kind of like uh, neither team deserved to win that game.
0: I was so surprised by this version of West Ham that I saw, considering you know they've spent uh, comfortably over a hundred million. Probably because they realised they have to. Yeah, to reinforce was- their team but last season uh, there was only one winner but this season this weekend it was like whoa this, this, we should win this game that was the bottom line we should have won both
5: our home games uh, so far Yeah I mean could, could you I mean the uh, the West Ham striker Scamacca that was on I mean big tall lad. I mean I, I was thinking he's going to score a, a bag full from corners and of pieces but he, he didn't look great at all I mean could you imagine the Villa had the outlay that West Ham put on a player like that and then he performed like that for Villa I mean he wouldn't be given a chance so, I mean it's it's a strange scenario I mean that, that West Ham team were awful I was shocked because I was thinking this is going to be a tough game because I think we're still it's a bit of it's like you said about West Ham thinking Villa are better than they are I think we, we thought West Ham would be better than are just going by last season's performances
4: They were very organised though in their defence you know, their defensive shape was good and we didn't have an answer so it wasn't like they were horrendous in the sense that sort of like you know Everton were where they were passive but actually when you got at them they were dreadful because actually the most noise you got from the crowd all game was to give uh, Zuma pelters was actually I thought he had a really good game and he actually had a very comfortable
0: the cat
4: yeah the cat kicker
0: the cat kicker
4: and um but actually he had a very very comfortable afternoon
0: yeah it was meat and gravy to it was just so to easy him. they weren't easy. tested at the
4: back I was actually thought actually they, they could have been there to get at because everything was going down villa you know, the, down the villa left Cash didn't get a lot of ball and then when he did you know we didn't um. Didn't get them into good enough positions to to deliver the final pass, the final ball. And obviously, Bailey came on and had a couple of little mazy runs. But you kind of thought, where are you? The amount of people around by me were going, where are you going? Just like running across the penalty area. It It was all pretty desperate. Like, we didn't have set Sort of
5: patterns of play I just don't I, I just don't know Where they're standing I mean you can take it From defence To midfield To the forwards They're they're never where They're meant to be I mean you almost feel like Getting a post And nailed it into the ground And tying Ings and Watkins To it and you know, stay in this area You're you know Like tethered Yeah don't need to one spot.
4: stand on the Fucking penalty spot And score goals
0: Enough of this We are. It's like we're in a quicksand <laughs> and we're we're trying to get out by uh making sense of this villa team when I mean, we're just sinking slowly, no and sense to slowly. Be there, david exactly no, it's senseless that's why we're just still sinking in the uh, the quicksand uh since we lost uh it's time to send another one of these players off to the turkish dentist league so uh who's off this week well we haven't seen gerard smile in a
4: week so off you trot,
0: no no player we know you, you can't stand Gerard. We we've established that from your tweets. God, I can't stand him. I can't stand the situation. Which player <laughs> goes to Turkey? Probably get more money for Gerard's uh, coming out of retirement actually.
5: Yeah. I'll I'll go. Be- because I can't send him again two weeks in a row, it wouldn't be fair. I'm gonna send i am I'm gonna alternate and send Konza this week for the effort at the block that deflected in. I mean, what did Klopp say oh, after seventy? Happening I mean, it's if he just fronted up, I mean he turned his back, turned his head
4: threw himself not at the ball it. and it clipped him and went in I thought, yeah right,
0: maybe, fair enough
5: Phil just remind the listeners what Klopp said yeah Klopp said a, a deflection's a bad block yeah.
0: <sighs> uh, and I believe anything a man who uh, wears glasses says who uh, just hammered Bournemouth 9-0 a team that beat Villa 2-0 says <laughs> easily It might add
4: <laughs> I don't I've re- I, there's no individual player on that performance for me no that- you've
0: got to get there's one place and he's, he's not leaving unless somebody's sitting on that bus to, uh, to the, the Turkish Dentist League. Sending so him on it? a
4: bus to Turkey that would be a fun yeah. journey.
0: Well, It's not a it's not a holiday. <laughs> so who is it bud? you got to send one man. Just send Matty Cash because he was arguing with everybody. All his own players were having a go at him. I'll go with Matty Cash then. I'm going Coutinho. <laughs> that's, He's already had that's... his teeth done. Because that's where he's going to end up anyway, so we might as well he's get a it. He's got Galatasaray written all over him. He? Get it sorted out. Champions League, <laughs>
4: exactly.
5: Yeah. I didn't even mention when the pitch tackled Coutinho in the first half. Oh God! When he was playing that through ball, he just he just kicked the ground instead. Kicked thinner, and then he went yeah. off injured didn't he? again.
0: Right, so let's get out of here. Arsenal to come, so uh, we look forward to that. I'm looking forward to the City game. I'm just looking forward to uh, seeing Haaland. Haaland against. Uh, well, <laughs> whoever decides yeah, to play
5: it's going to be nasty. I wonder how long Ming's illness will last. It's like, oh, nah, no, I'm not feeling enough the next next couple of games, lads. I mean, I'll, I'll,
0: of- going to Villa Park, you would be checking if you've got your mobile phone, your wallet, and you'll be checking if you've made Haaland captain in your fantasy football league team. That's, <laughs> uh, that's the triple check.
4: I mean, if you're a gambling person, I mean, Jesus Christ, if ever there was a safe bet in any sport,
0: what hat trick?
4: No, City v Villa. Fucking hell.
0: It's about well, as close, that, to, it's that, about that's as close a, to a gimme
4: as you get, isn't it? That's a given. Sport. We're yeah.
0: talking about. uh will oh, be at least. Do you uh, know what? level? He'll, he'll, he'll,
4: he'll probably sit on the bench and won't even come on. They won't even need him. That he'll would make be like an like insult. 10 changes and still win.
0: That's very viable. When does the Champions League start? Not soon enough, because we got them on uh, the weekend. Yeah, I don't think so, not just yet. Right, please do uh, subscribe to the show, because then you'll get uh, notifications when they pop up. Uh, There'll be a something for the weekend, which we will also uh, briefly talk about the uh, Arsenal game, and then in the next main show, uh, when I'm set up properly, because I'm just kind of in between houses, uh, we will go into that fan consultation group uh, meeting in a, a lot more detail. So, until the double header against the top two this week, it's goodbye from me and it's goodbye from them. Goodbye. Goodbye.
3: Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.